I clicked it. How come I, I get click record? I like test the microphone. It's not very loud, and then I start recording, and it's like, oh, now you're suddenly screaming at the top of your lungs. Are like, you much closer to your microphone now? No, I'm not. I put my mouth right on it when I tested it earlier. You know how I test it? I put my mouth right on it and I go, because uh. <laughs> that's professional. I don't test mine. I just hope that yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We haven't had issues yet, so. No. We have not. I'm just that perfect, I guess. Yeah. Welcome back, <laughs> y'all idiots. You're not idiots. I'm sorry that I called you that. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to episode 61. This week we're talking about Ginger by Brockhampton. Ginger. 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 So I didn't want to like go into super detailed research about every single person in Brockhampton. So I'm just going to read off of their Wikipedia. Yeah, so this may be boring for some. There? A fuckload. Why? So, <laughs> <laughs> so really what Brockhampton is, is an American rap collective. And they were formed in San Marcos, Texas in 2015. So they're pretty new. Um, and it's led by Kevin Abstract. And he has a um, solo career that's pretty famous. Like, he's pretty big. Like, he's mm-hmm. a pretty big rap name. Um, and I, I like his single rap, too. I just like Brockhampton more. Um, and they uh, formed partially through the online forum called Kanye to the. Um, and they're actually regarded as a boy band which is just (laughs) like beautiful like it's a rap boy band and i think that is just chef's kiss (sighs) incredible um they uh so i like this little excerpt here it says in specifically labeling themselves in this way um as the members have repeatedly emphasized in interviews and on social media, they aim to redefine the word as their style does not fit neatly into the boy band stereotype. And that was in mm. um, quotes. And um, they have been described as a group as gay, black, white, DIY, ambitious, all-inclusive, and would-be pop stars. Um, and it's, that's what's really cool about them is every song sounds different because there's a different person on every song. And so, as a group, like, they're one of the most diverse groups out there. Um, so I'll read a, na- a list of the current members, and then I'll tell you um, three members who are no longer a part of it. So, like I said, it's led by Kevin Abstract. Um, there's someone called Merlin Wood, a person called Joba, uh, Matt Champion, Dom McLennan, Bareface, Ramil Himanani, I don't, that was incorrect, mm-hmm. sorry Ramil, uh, Jabari Manwa, uh, Kiko Murley, Hancock Sileshi, uh, who goes by HK, um, Robert Ontenient, uh, John Noons, and Ashlyn Gray are all current members. That's 13 people. Yep. And then, um, they used to have somebody named Albert Gordon and another person named Rodney Tenner. And then actually in the past year, somebody named Amir Van um, was actually pushed out of the group. He didn't leave. The group said, you are no longer a part because he was accused of sexual assault. And so this group of guys were like, fuck you. Yeah. Nice. You're not in our group anymore. Way to go, Brockhampton. Yeah, that's really cool that they, like these people just like, they just stand for a good thing. Like they're just good people making good music. And having fun. 
and they actually all lived together up until oh, recently um, in a home. I just read it, and now I can't find it. Um, but they had, like, a $15 million contract with someone, um, and it gave them the opportunity to all live in a home and just constantly make music. Um, where did that, where was that? Oh, right here. Um, they took a six-month hiatus recently, um, and that's when Kevin Akshak put out his solo record. Um, and so this is what it says. The band's $15 million RCA deal ushered them out of their communal North Hollywood house and scattered them across Los Angeles. They now meet up at a central home studio called The Creative House to record. And that is what this album came out of. Um, And they called it a compelling but disjointed record loosely about self-fulfillment. And this is where it gets interesting. Because (laughs) Ginger is written out of self-fulfillment because every single week... Shia LaBeouf leads a weekly group therapy session at Kevin Abstract's house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Kevin Abstract says that Shia LaBeouf became something of a guiding light. Running for um, your life, it's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, and this, this album was meant to be a summer album. Um, yeah. And he said... That it's a feel-good, not-too-sad, and like, quote, oh, our life sucks, end quote. Just more like, quote, enjoy what's in front of you, end quote. So that's what the album is supposed to be. Interesting. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I just... I just, I want to go to a weekly therapy session with Shia LaBeouf. It's got to be something, right? Like, it's got to be good. What are his and What fun. are his qualifications? How is that different from you and I crying in a Starbucks for three hours? <laughs> Which we have done. Which has happened, I think, uh, more than one time. At least once. <laughs> for sure, one time, but I might have repressed another time. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Hi. You startled me. I didn't see you walk <laughs> in. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, a uh, it's fun stuff. They're, so, Brockhampton, they have quite a few albums. Um, let me I've just... never listened to them until now. I mean, it's probably very clear why I haven't listened to them until now, <laughs> but I haven't. That's all, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2017, they released a series of three projects and they were called saturation saturation two and saturation three so it's a saturation trilogy and this is where a lot of people know brockhampton from Mm -hmm. um saturation saturation two and saturation three are like tied for favorites for me um and then in late 2018 they came out with an album called iridescence which um Again, it's kind of similar to this album. A lot of Rockhampton fans are kind of disappointed by it. It's not as strong as Saturation, the mm-hmm. Saturation trilogy. Um, in fact, Pitchfork gave both Ginger and Iridescence um, somewhere in the six range. Oh. Um, meanwhile, like Saturation 1 has a 6.5. Uh, Saturation 2 has a 7.2. 
and saturation three has a 7.5. So according to Pitchfork, saturation three is the strongest of the three. Um, and I, I don't disagree. Um, but it, I agree that the saturation trilogy can't be beat. I think that that's their strongest work so far. Granted, they've only really been on the scene for two to three years. Yeah. So they have roughly 6.7 million monthly listeners on Spotify with roughly 300 or 936 million followers. <laughs> roughly followers 300 followers. <laughs> 936 million followers. Um, this album was released on August 23rd, 2019. Um, like I said, they have a, a contract with RCA. Um, and RCA, I believe the $15 million contract uh, was enough for them to do six albums. Oh, dang. So we should be seeing at least two more. Nice. In the near future. Nice. What was your favorite? My favorite was Sugar. Um, that one was the most sing-songy sounding one to me which of mm-hmm. course like everybody probably knows already what I'm going to say it's like I like the songs where they did the singing and not the rapping so much um I actually didn't really mind the rap I didn't really like the album just because I don't like rap but like if I was going to listen to rap this is the best case scenario in my opinion for me see yeah I knew that you would like not hate Brockhampton yeah no 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 I like I'm, I'm not like, if I was going to listen to rap, I'd listen to rap like this because it's mm-hmm. actually good rap about yeah. things that are cool. So, it has substance. Yeah, exactly. And there's – this sounds bad because I'm not saying that, like, other rappers that make, like, radio rap don't put thought in their music. But the thought that they put in their music is like, okay, we're going to make what sells. This I can feel like there's like, actual thought and creative decisions put behind this that comes from them and what they like. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, well, we're going to do this so that it sounds good so that way people will like it and we'll get on the radio. Like, that doesn't... This album is doesn't strike me as, like, that's the goal. Where I feel like a lot of, like, popular music now, it's like it's made with the only goal in mind is to get on the radio. And this, mm-hmm. I don't feel that. So, I didn't mind it. I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it either. Yeah. Um... This, I just can't imagine what it's like to make music with 12 other people. That's a lot. I can barely, so I'm the kind of creative person that I'm open to new ideas, but I also am like, if I have, I I usually have a way that I want it to look or sound or be in my head. And if I deviate from that or someone else tries to tell me like that's not gonna work I just get pissy which is a flaw Mm -hmm. I understand but like I can't imagine like I can barely even work with myself (laughs) let alone (laughs) 12 other people like good lord that's a lot of heads butting together I feel like right and they have to all have a similar creative opinion in order for something as cohesive as these albums to come out which is what one of the complaints that some people had about this album is that it's not cohesive. Um, I don't see that, but uh, a lot of people called it, or like Pitchfork calls it, um, disjointed. And um, something that they say here is pry open any verse, and you're likely to find a lyric about being neglected or counted out or abandoned at its center. It isn't as pessimistic, jittery, or moody as iridescence, but it's still rather cheerless. Um, and I think that that could be 
a result of having so many people on your team. I can imagine if I was in a group of 13 people, I could see myself feeling neglected or counted out or abandoned in the creative process. Yeah, because... Like, whoever is the loudest voice is going to get the most opinion on the album. Right. And, And you know, I mean... I think I can speak for both of us. We're both like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. You know, like, so we would just, we would <laughs> yeah. just easily be trampled, especially me. You're more strong-willed than I. <laughs> like, I'll give a couple, well. Yeah, you'll well. give, you'll, you'll, you'll give a little pushback. I'll shut right down, which is unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate that I have that characteristic and also the characteristic of if I'm not getting it my way, I'm mad. Those two things don't work well together. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, not good, but it's fine. Yeah, um, that would be not fun, I don't think. Honestly, yeah. like, it's cool to, co- like, create with other people, but you really have to, you gotta find a groove. I mean, it's like, yeah. I think about, I mean, I think we found a groove pretty quickly. Like, mm-hmm. we just started making stuff and it just kind of worked. So we lucked out there. But I have worked with people in school and stuff where it's like, this is going poorly. Yeah. And I'm (laughs) really frustrated. Like, I don't know if anybody listens to this podcast, but I'm just going to say it. And I'm sorry. We did a project at my house one time and it took four hours. (laughs) Four. (laughs) It should have taken maybe two at most. Yeah. Four. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But My favorite, this was another album where I couldn't really pick a favorite, mm-hmm. um, because between Boy By, St. Percy, and If You Pray Right, like, those three really, like, I can really get down. Get down, put your bad self. To those three. Um, the uh, stringy melody in Boy By yeah, gets stuck <laughs> in my head real good, um, and I was talking to my friend Caleb, who's a big Brockhampton fan and he said the same thing mm-hmm. um but again he thinks this album's weak compared to the saturation trilogy so I think that's just kind of a general uh, opinion yeah but something to mention um is that this this album is kind of like in the Brockhampton world never been done before like I don't know it's just the things that they talk about and a lot of the stylization of the music is like new never been done before i'm crying in the club like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just not as aggressive it's not as um fun and boppy there is like emotion to it well and i also think like this is just kind of a trend that we see if an artist blows up via their first album and then deviates from that literally at all people shit their pants which is ridiculous mm-hmm. because people are like, oh, I have this new artist that I like, but I don't want them to grow in their style or try new things. It's like, why right. not? Why don't you want that? I mean, I'm not saying that, like, this might this album might be weak. I don't really compare it to it, and it's fine. But, like, I feel like a lot of people don't actually base their opinion on the album itself. They're just like, oh, well, it doesn't sound like the other one, so I'm mad. You well, know? people didn't like Iridescence either, and I think it's because Brockhampton, like, with Saturation, the Saturation trilogy, each of those projects came out within months like within a couple months of each other so and it was one project so Mm -hmm. it all sounded the same so I think that they expect 
like they expected iridescence and they expected ginger to have similar themes yeah. as saturation. They didn't see saturation as one project. They saw it as three separate albums and then like right. freaked out when it wasn't. Right. And there was a, like a six to nine month hi- hiatus between saturation three and iridescence. And then there was another six month hiatus here between iridescence and ginger. Which, so honestly, that's I mean, not a long time to make an no, album. No, they quick turnover. Yeah. I think that they just, I mean, like we said, they, they lived together for a while. Mm-hmm. They're together all, like, I think it's just a group of best friends. Like, they're together all the time. This is what they all love to do, so. God, can you imagine having to have 12 best friends and maintain that? Mm-mm. My God, that's so many friends. I don't... That's stressful. Yeah. I can, like, handle one friend a day. That's it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not the kind of person, <laughs> like, I don't, talk to people often (laughs) like (laughs) I talk to my mom and I talk to Luke every day but beyond Mm -hmm. that no (laughs) I don't contact people every day I mean I guess maybe like my roommates like from school but that's because it's like I don't count because I like we have like snapchat groups I don't count sending snapchats in there is like really talking to someone yeah like yeah we we like connect with each other every day but we don't like talk every day it's like we're just sending a snap to a group of people and then like not responding to it probably so it's like you know but yeah yeah. so should we talk about these transitions because they're great between heaven belongs to you through if you pray right was just one long big boy but it all sounded different so I was really into that because usually Mm -hmm. it's like oh you have this really good transition but you didn't do it in a way that made the song sound really different and they did which I appreciate because usually Mm -hmm. I I like transitions between songs but usually they lose the the individuality of each song by doing that so it's like a really fine line and they did a good job of making them sound different I think it was almost like they took like the first song started with like a bass melody and then they added like an overlay on top and then that overlay is what transitioned into the next song and mm-hmm. then they just kept like adding another overlay on top of it. It was like, so, like yeah. The transitions were like little pieces that like weren't super present in the song that's and then then, they that just, then carried over and you were like, "Oh, like that was going on that whole time. That was cool." You know, it's like yeah. you didn't really realize it. Yeah, I specifically like the one between St. Percy and If You Pray Right, because it's got mm-hmm. the guy who's going, Yeah, he's like yelling, but, and he keeps yeah. yelling. I like that part. Pretty good. Pretty um, good. I like that one. I like that. I like um, and I feel like there's a lot of uh, sampling in this album. Mm-hmm. Like in Boy Bye, the girl going, Boy Bye. That's like from another, I don't know if that's from a, I don't know if Is that's from, from another Beyonce? song, or if Beyonce? it's from Boy, bye. No. Boy, <laughs> it's, bye. Uh, I think it's from a video. Boy, but, bye. Um, I hope it's from Beyonce. I like sampling, so I like yeah. a lot of this. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. I just like the group as a whole. Yeah. Like, I just like, like we said, in the, like I said, was saying in the beginning, like, it's cool to have a rap boy band. Like, never been done before. Yeah. Rap boy bands are not a thing. And I think it's cool. cool. They're also just huge. Like, there's too many people, and it's great. Too many. I support it, but I would not live through that, I don't think. 
Actually, I, I don't have to say I don't think I know for a fact that I would not last. <laughs> I'm not able to be social for long periods of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's, that's about it. That's about it. So we talk about what's going on next week because we got some chaos <laughs> coming in hot for you. Let me just tell you about it. So, the my arch nemesis, Taylor Swift, released a new album. And I just wanted, I'm going to just preface this with I despise Taylor Swift. So I'm not excited about having to listen to this album. Okay, but, listen. <laughs> listen. Do you despise all Taylor Swift? Yes. Or do you like her original album? No, I, I despise all Taylor Swift. I've never okay. liked Taylor Swift. All right. At any point. But I'm doing this. I'm going to come in and I'm going to try to listen as objectively as possible. Okay. I'm going to do it, I promise. But I'm also going to talk about how I don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited because we have a big old collab. Speaking of big groups <laughs> of people, we're going to have a big group of people on our podcast next week. This is going to be really We're going to have our friend Chris, who you all know and love at this point. He's been here many times. I'll find another picture maybe and insert it here. Um, and we're ha- making a boyfriend debut. Ooh. Our boyfriends, Luke and Evan. Well, gonna... they know Evan. Evan's oh, been but, on. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Evan. I've, I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, <laughs> it's been a while, but we're making my boyfriend debut. Luke is going to be on here. Maybe I'll insert a picture with his permission. Um, he probably won't like that. He's got you can his... just use any photo of Evan that you have. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to do one big group podcast. And oh, I yes. think I'm the only one who doesn't like Taylor Swift in this situation. I am often told that I am Evan's second favorite Taylor, um, second to Taylor Swift. So that's going to be how Evan feels about it. I asked Luke once, I said, if you had to go on a date with, if you had to pick between going on a date with Taylor Swift or going on a date with me, who would you choose? And he he said, don't make me do that. (laughs) But I also told him, he was like, he's like, I hope you would understand and let me go with Taylor. And I said, yeah, I would do that for you. But I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would do that for you. But yeah, that's... He's, so I have a feeling next week's just going to be the boys gushing. It's going to be, gushing it's gonna be Chris going on long tangents with many, many words. And then... Uh, specifically about the terrible, terrible song London Boy. He, and then... He, he told me that he has thoughts on this album, T-H-O-T-S. Oh, good. So, but yeah, it's going to be Chris talking in long, lengthy things... Me and you going, yeah, yeah. And then Luke uh-huh. and Evan. Evan probably saying some things. And then Luke probably being quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's happening next week on episode 62. And, and it's yeah. going to be something. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, you know, just... Have a musical Monday. Happy Labor Day, Day. everyone. Enjoy your day off. Deuces, Deuces, boy. boy.